to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo out here, obviously. Moses is back from his retreat. Yes, sir. How was it, Moses? It was good. It was good. Um, yeah, I think I shared it with Peter. Um, one of the highlights was there was a girl who came and like her prayer. Her expectation was just to encounter God. Um, it's them ones where you've heard of the faith you've seen other people experiencing it but it isn't personal so she was like yeah she wanted to encounter god and to know her identity in him and by the end of it like on the last day um she started speaking in tongues and like we baptized her it was was waving so yeah that's one of the highlights so yeah it was good it was good that's good how have you been peter I've been well. I've been good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. good hey, this, this, this display of concern is actually concerning. <laughs> no, because we, we asked about Moses, so I thought I might as well ask about Peter. Oh. Peter seemed a bit shocked. I didn't see it coming, to be fair. <laughs> All right. Well, this might, I guess there's a bit too much for Peter, so let's just get into it today. All right. So, I've been thinking, right? <laughs> it's all going downhill. No, 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 no. So, so there's, there's been like a set of events that have happened lately mm. that, that have made me think about the topic I want to talk about today. Okay. So it started. Oh, hey, I'm, I just clocked the kicks. They're looking fresh. Yeah, I like that. They're looking all good still. Double black Adidas. Mm-hmm. What are they? No idea. Oh. They look good. Okay. So yeah. that counts. Yeah. Cool. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, right. so it's been like about two weeks ago. Mm. So um, one of the guys from church called Andrew, shout out to Andrew. He's going on a trip to China to, to like walk along the Great Wall of China okay. to like raise money for the Salvation Army. Mm. He did a good job at raising money. He, he reached his target. He superseded it. So all nice. of Andrew. Yeah, so he's he should be landing sometime today, actually. Mm. Mm. So, um, so two weeks ago was his last um, Sunday at the church before he, he he left to go and do his stuff, and then um, so he said, "Yeah, thank you guys for da, 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 da. thank you for supporting me all of that," and I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that um, I, I should get the church to pray for him um, as he, as he goes on his journey. <laughs> but I'm not that kind of person. So, so I was <laughs> no, but you know what? I was I, I was planning to. And then something distracted me. So, so the flesh distracted you. No, 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 no. I think someone talks. I think when, the when devil people, used no, 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 someone. No. To, yeah, no, carry on. Carry yeah, so like, so like, someone talks during the announcements, and, and that just like changed my uh, my train of thought. So mm. I didn't do it. I was like, oh well. And then, so after the service, everyone's just like chilling, having teas and coffees and stuff. And then I look over, and then there's like a bunch of people um, praying for Andrew um, about his trip and stuff. I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, was, I found that a bit interesting. Okay. In that the thing that I'd felt the spirit telling me to do, I didn't do it, but someone else did it, mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was one auntie um, this week who's like leaving to go to, to like Sierra Leone for like six weeks. And then like um, I felt the need to, or I, I felt being, I was told to pray for her at the end of the service as well. Okay. And um, after what what, what what had happened with Andrew, I was actually going to do it this time. <laughs> but then, <laughs> oh no no! And then 
And just before um, the, the service started, like another auntie said, um, oh, this is um, this auntie's last week here, so can we pray for her? Mm. And I just said, okay. I didn't say I, I was already planning to. But then I found that interesting as well. Okay. You know, because um, I was planning to do something and then someone came along and, and said, can we do it? Mm. So there was almost that sense of accountability to make sure <laughs> I actually did it. Mm. <laughs> and um, it kind of reminded me of the story of, who was it? Ruth. Okay. Was it Ruth? No, Esther. 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 Yeah, yeah. And uh, like Mordecai saying, like, if you don't do it, um, God will raise someone else to do it. Mm. So <coughs> I want to ask you guys, what do you think? Is there a difference between, or, or like, do you think it's it's possible for us to tell the difference between things that God has called us to do specifically and things that God wants done and he's just using us as a vessel and if we don't do it, someone else can do it? Mm. I don't know if there's a... Maybe I'm not understanding your question properly, but I don't think there's a difference between things God has called you to do and things that God wants done. So it's almost like... He uses you to do it. So, um, so like... So, so, it's like going back to that um, Esther story. Mm. So if Esther hadn't done what what she was supposed to do, mm. God would have raised someone else to do it. Yeah, but she was called to do it. She was called to do it, but yeah. but um, but if she hadn't done it, someone else would have done it. Yeah. And um, but if you look at someone like maybe say, like Noah, mm-hmm. he made the ark, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no. Well, if if he hadn't made the ark, would someone else have made it? Yes. I, th- I think so. You think so? I think so. God, I think because the ark is a type of Christ. Like a type, I say a type. It's a, it's a pre-incarnate um, picture mm. of Christ. So I think he might have found someone else to do it. That is okay. So Noah's a bad example because I think there are other reasons why Noah was selected. Mm. Um, but I think so. What I'm saying is, I think I don't think there is a particular difference maybe I'm just not thinking about it enough between what God wants done and what he's called us to do in that what he's called us to do just ends up being maybe what he wants done within our vicinity or with the limitation of where we physically are or something like that let let me let me explain the way that I'm understanding it it's Mm. like God has called you to be Anita's husband Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah could that uh, have been given to somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, it could have. But <laughs> but it's like, but practically, in the household, there's rubbish on the floor. It needs to get cleaned up. Mm. That's a generic work mm. that either you or Anita could do. Mm. But the specific calling to be a husband was given to you. The specific calling to be a wife was given to her. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So it's like, um, I'm not sure if this runs along the same lines of what you're trying to, explain Robert but this is how I'm understanding it's almost like a calling and so a specific calling in terms of what God has called you to do um, it might be at the grand level or micro level to just be an obedient son mm. like you're your father's son and so to just be an obedient son obviously um, John can be an obedient son but it won't be replacing your, your obedience to your father but at the All same right. time a dirty house someone has to clean it mm. now whoever it is doesn't really matter someone just has to clean it mm. Okay. so that's how I'm almost ex- understanding yeah, yeah. it mm. so maybe Noah wasn't the best example what, what would, be would the better example then be Judas portraying Jesus so like 
if, if Judas hadn't portrayed Jesus, would another one of the disciples or someone else? It would have been Peter. No, I'm joking. Definitely would have been Peter. Because even an example is Abraham. If God hadn't picked Abraham, mm. would he have picked another person? If he had picked another person, it would be a whole different story in terms of like a whole different lineage. Mm. Mm. But it's, it's that's... Um, um, ah, what's the word? When you're like hypothesizing and not that um, hypothetical. That's yeah, yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Let me hear your thoughts on it. Um, so I, f- so one thing that I have heard um, that I dis I dislike is um, someone shared a story about how a pastor was like, oh. Um, I think a pastor, someone did something, and like God, God had told someone to do something. The person did it, and the person's like, "Oh, like it's really amazing how you chose me to do it." And the person heard God saying, "I had asked six other people to do it, and they all said no. You were the seventh <laughs> And I'm like, that really isn't affirming. <laughs> no, <laughs> it it really isn't affirming. No. <laughs> and I don't see God coming to you and saying, "Oh." You do, yeah. My seventh choice, you know, like that. It's like, what are you saying? I, I'm, I'm picking twelve disciples. I've already asked twelve people. So they, they said no. So you lot will do. I, like, I, I find that. But then, if, but even if he was set the seventh pick, the fact that he, he was the one that did it, that does not make him the first pick. In the sense that, God knew that those first six would say no, which, which made him the first pick. Does that makes sense. <laughs> that makes no, sense. But that's not in line with the image of God as, as presented in the bible yeah. like especially with the parables of the workers and you know sending people out yeah. to like they're inviting people to his son's wedding and stuff like that like all of those things don't line up with that image as pre- presented by the mm. bible so i get why you don't like it yeah because it just sounds a bit i believe that um to me to be honest the the the, um, the spirit of the lord is one <clears throat> and wherever he is, there's unity, there's liberty. Well, supposedly. No, not supposedly. The Bible says there is, so there is. But it doesn't always flesh out the way it's supposed to. So I believe that in that situation, God might have put an impression on people's hearts that this person needs to be prayed for. And so there might have been a communal a agreement in terms of this person needs to be prayed for. Now, whoever voices it is irrelevant because there's a communal sense of this person is going and we want to pray for them as they go. Mm. So that might be a heart that God has placed amongst the people to pray for for this woman. Mm. And so whoever steps up and is like, let's do it, it's almost acting on that, acting on a heart that already was within the people. Mm. So it wasn't like people said, why, why are we going to pray? But they all rallied and came and prayed. So there was a heart towards that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it might be a case in which God has placed that desire on the congregation where there's love, there's affirmation, there's actually wanting the best for this person. And so we are. Um, there was a sense in which I want to pray this person to as they leave. Mm. And one person voiced it. Mm. Um, now, whoever voiced it was ir- irrelevant, arguably, um, because that desire was still there amongst the people. Mm. That's the way that I'm almost thinking about it. Mm. So it, it, it's, it's like that. So mm. the house is dirty. Everyone wants to clean it up. But whoever gets up and it's like, no, we actually need to clean it up. Mm. It's almost irrelevant so long as the cleaning up is done. That's done, yeah. Um, yeah. I think my struggle with the question comes from my, my thinking 
uh, and it's still developing, but my thinking on how the Holy Spirit works mm-hmm. in that I don't necessarily, not that I don't believe God calls people out specifically, but I think as Christians within the body, it's more about availability than it is about specific callings, if that mm. makes sense. So I believe, like, for, with your example, it wasn't so much God had called you to pray for the person, but similar to what Mo said, it's the Spirit wanted that person to be prayed for. Mm-hmm. And so whoever is available for it gets to do the job. Mm-hmm. And I say gets to do the job specifically because it's an honor. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is it, it is in itself a privilege to be able to do something for God if that makes sense. Mm. So just the availability to do it is what's more important than whether or not we are called to do it. That mm. That's how it works in my head, if that makes sense. And that's yeah. why maybe I struggled with the question because yeah. I, I do genuinely see them as the same thing in, in my life in that it's more about just being available. And, and I believe the same about the gifts of the Spirit as well, mm. where I think God gives us gifts as they are needed mm-hmm. um, within the congregation. And thus, I don't necessarily think one person is called to do one thing i think we're all called to be available to the spirit mm-hmm. and what's needed in that moment the spirit gives yeah. because it's needed in that moment yeah. and that way it's a more of a fluid thing where i'm just flowing with god and he's using me as he sees fit yeah if that makes sense yeah so you think that if we didn't create this podcast someone else would have created a podcast of this similar thing i think there are similar podcasts out there there already. are that yeah there are and I, I only found out after the fact as well that there are very similar podcasts uh, to this one. So um, what's our niche then? Sorry? So what's our niche? Do we have to have one? That's the question. Do we have to have one? Because I think it's, the, again, that availability of having done it and put it out there. Maybe someone comes across that one before another person's. Maybe someone hears it somewhere else but then understands it when... Mm-hmm you say it, if that makes sense yeah. it's it's more just about availability yeah really that that's just how i see it i think arguably we don't necessarily need a niche but there's there's a sense in which some teachers appeals appeals to one person more than another mm. some teachers appeal to one person more than another and it's all down to delivery it's all down to um, personality the way that you you communicate and stuff and so we might communicate in a manner that appeals to one person and not to another. And so they're, they're, they're then able to engage with one over the other. Well, also on the topic of, of the podcast, uh, Peter, I don't think we've like ever talked about why you wanted to create the podcast. Mm. And I know you talked a bit about it with, I think, was it Angela last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's, let's have that conversation. So, 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 so what made you want to create a podcast like this? Uh, I think it was just the idea of, like, there's things going on. There's things going on every day. And it's easy to not get a a Christian perspective on it. If you listen to the news, if you listen to um, thing, you get anything that goes on, there will be pundits and journalists that will talk about it. Mm. They'll talk about it from uh, their point of view. If it's in hip-hop, they'll talk about it from a hip-hop listeners point of view or from a rapper's point of view but then these are things that we are exposed to as well as christians and there are things that we would have an opinion on or there are things that would affect us and i thought sometimes church doesn't talk about a lot of these things it doesn't talk about 
what's going on in hip hop or what's going on in thing and not to say that those are important but those are things that we are also exposed to so what is well, I think the the podcast is supposed to inform those that care on that maybe what a Christian perspective would look like on this. Not to say we're the greatest Christians, not to say we're the most informed people, but at least... Not to say that we aren't either. I'm definitely saying we aren't, but at least there's an exposure to it and we are able to articulate how we feel about that from Christian points of view. Mm. So I know, regardless of what it is, that your comments on it or most comments on it or my comments on it will be coming from a Christian point of view because fundamentally that's what we are. Mm. If that makes sense. And so that's why I, I felt the need for a podcast like this. Mm. And and I think maybe that's what would differentiate us from others, but unintentionally so. It's just mm. because there is no one else like Robert. There is no one else like Mo. There is no one else again. like... <laughs> sorry? You can say that again. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but, you know, because God's created us uniquely and we're so dispositioned as we are, we're able to give a point of view that no one else will give by virtue of no one else being us. Mm. And that's not necessarily to say that we're special, but that's just to say that we will have a different point of view that why not why not send, share, share that with others, if that makes sense. Why why were you why did you want to be a part of the podcast? Um, you thought it would get him babes. We've thus far disappointed. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Back then I didn't think you can get babes from podcasting. <laughs> Wait, do you think you can now? Because <laughs> it's worrying if you say you do. <laughs> I think that the podcasting scene has has like expanded a lot since <laughs> since like we first started this. This is so worrying. Oh no, no, no you're, you asked the question. I did. So um, theoretically, mm. I think that where we are now, mm-hmm. I'm in a better position now. We were, <laughs> I was at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to use the podcast to get babies, but mm. if I was going to, mm. I would have a high success rate now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like just to clarify. Yeah. Why, why did you think it would be good to be on the podcast? Um... I don't. Know if, I don't know if I thought it was. It would be good because, like back then, I didn't actually know anything <laughs> pretty well, much about mm, podcasts. Mm, mm. But you, but yeah, it, it sounded like fun, and it, it wasn't anything that we weren't doing already anyway. Mm. It's just that now we're, we're just having these conversations recorded. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yourself, actually, qu- question for Moses: mm-hmm. What do you think you bring to the podcast? <laughs> 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 What would you bring to the table? <laughs> Response. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to say that away from the mic. Um, I've, I've never actually looked at it from the perspective of what do I think I bring to the to the table. I, I've, I've, I think I've looked at it from a position <laughs> of um, what I'm passionate about. Mm. And what I'm passionate about has actually changed or if um developed over the course of this podcast so initially it was very much about like doctrine teaching stuff like that now is more sort of people and it's not necessarily just hitting people over the head with the right doctrine but it's how do i present this doctrine in a way that's beneficial for this person mm-hmm. how do i um present the truths of God in a way that is actually beneficial for this person mm-hmm. rather than just 
go read the go, go read the five points of Calvinism. Don't talk to me. Um, like rather than stuff like that. Um, mm. So I think I think fundamentally I bring my convictions to the podcast. Um, and one thing that I enjoy about the podcast is that it challenges my convictions. Um, that's one thing that I enjoyed about my conversations with Peter initially, um, where it was literally like going back to back, um, challenging doctrines and ideas and stuff. Um, it got to a point where it was a struggle for me. Um, but I think this has been a healthy place where I can be challenged. So I think that I enjoy it because I am challenged. Mm. My thoughts are challenged. My perspectives are challenged. How I view God, view faith, view how it interacts with life is challenged. I am able to think things through and to explain things, um, which then allows me to think deeper about yeah. them. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm enjoying it because of the platform that it gives me to be able to think um, more intently about concrete matters and not just, oh, what would happen if this or whatever, but you will talk about tangible things mm. and then to be able to flesh out mm. what I think about this. So I think that's what I really enjoy about it. And it's almost like, and other people get to hear it. Mm. And if they disagree, I'll get challenged even more. Mm. And so there's, there's that reciprocal nature in which I'm putting this out someone's going to get challenged by it. If they don't agree with it, they're going to challenge me back. And then I can be like, all right, cool, this and that. How do I think about what the person has said? Do I still stand by what I say? If not, why not? And then come back in an open and honest way and be like, all right, I said this. I don't agree with that anymore for this reason. This person challenged me. So, yeah, I think I see it fundamentally as a means of growth, not just for me, but for you guys and the people who are listening. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything you guys think is missing from the finest? Is there any area you think that we lack? Not lack per se, but I think there's always room for growth. Mm. And there's always room for growing and and studying more and new mm. revelation or new understanding of stuff. So I don't necessarily say lack, uh, not to say that we have everything, but just the idea of there's always room for growth. Like mm. We can always be better in our understanding, our studies, our stuff and there's always room yeah. for that yeah i think i think we are in a good place not to sound up like conceited or anything like, oh yeah no but it's like um we, we went through a season of trying to add a female a consistent female voice into it which was good and it served it the season was good um I think that as it stands now, it still works well in the sense of consistently, it's almost not necessarily a male perspective, but it's almost like three brothers just coming together and having a conversation. Mm. Um, as Peter said, there's always room for growth. There's always room to be challenged. There's always room to, to do something extra, especially with God. Um, no, I, I personally, it might be a blind side. I think if any of the listeners think of anything that they, they believe we're lacking or would be good to include i'll definitely love to hear it mm. but from my perspective i'm just like i'm almost enjoying that we're not coming together to do a bible study because everyone's developing their own perspective everyone's developing themselves and then we're coming together to have these discussions then then it almost shapes what we've studied and what we've read and how we've reflected on things rather than coming together and then doing the study and then when we have these conversations, it's almost like, oh, we're just agreeing with one another because we've already done the study. <laughs> um, but rather we're having 
this this is like the threshing floor where we're coming to hammer things out mm. and to be like, no, this is what I believe. And then one person's like, no, you're a waste, man. This is it. And then it's like, so it it shapes us. And again, people are getting to hear it. Mm. People are getting to hear that you don't need to agree on everything to be brothers in Christ. Mm. But mm. there's room for disagreement. There's room for being challenged. There's room for things being shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do. Know. I do think not a lacking, like you said, because I think we're okay. But I, I would like a female voice. I would definitely like another fe- a female voice consistently, um, mm. and in an effort of equality and representation, maybe a white female voice. <laughs> Why not Asian? Why not a Latina? And then we need an Asian, and then we need a Latina. So basically, the podcast is just going to be a congregation coming together. In an effort of being equal, equal, equal and then eventually we're going to have to include trans. And LGBTQ, but is it really P. equal if we don't have three white women, th- three Latino women? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, what do you think you like? What do I like? <laughs> Sorry, everything. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that was intentional, by the way. But yeah. Oh, I like nothing. I'll just put that out there to begin with. Modesty. Um, I think I'd have to disagree with you in saying that we need a consistent female voice. Okay. Because I'd I'd like it, but yeah, 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 I don't think we need it, but I I do think like, but why? Yeah. Because I feel like it's like a it's like a nice refreshing moment when we have females come on. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. And so, and because it's like always different females, so it's not always mm-hmm. the same females. Yeah. Um, it's always different perspectives. Yeah. Which helps challenge us. Mm. And then I think that, I think there are some things that we can say here that we couldn't if there was, if there was, if there was a female around. Okay. <laughs> Constantly. Mm. And I think, I think that's nice. Cause mm. like yeah, like what was I say? It's like three guys talking, mm. and like mm. there's certain things we didn't say. Yeah, in front of a female, even though there are females listening to this, but because they're not here, <laughs> we can just let loose. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually, I'll love to see. I know that there's one that um, Lecrae featured on his album. I think it's the Truth's Table, or the Truth's Corner, but a similar female podcast. Mm. Um, I think it's like three or four black um, Christian women in America who do a podcast that is around like politics and um, race and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But from a female Christian perspective Um, in saying that I kind of like the way it is like three brothers just coming together and stuff. I am very aware that um, black females are severely underrepresented Mm. Um, generally. There's an uprising now where there's a pushback against that. Um, but they're like black females are severely underrepresented, mm. um, and even if they are represented, it's always in the car- more predominantly in the caricature and stuff like that, which isn't necessarily helpful. Um, so it isn't trying to say your voices are irrelevant or aren't necessary, or trying to say yeah, let's just keep it the male-dominated society. That's that's not the angle that we're coming from. Mm. But it's just it's just fellowship. Mm. It's just fellowship, and as Robert was saying, it's just like male fellowship. Um, I'm sure there are female fellowships, might not be a podcast, but there are female fellowships there. And that space is almost sacred. 
mm. where you can't, I'm not saying that the space is sacred, but yeah, it's, I enjoy this. And as Robert was saying, when there's a female voice that comes into it, because this is like the general, what we get, when a female voice comes into it, it makes it all the more special. Mm. And it makes it like, I actually really want to hear what you have to say rather than glossing over you because you're one of the mandem or whatever. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, I, re I really enjoy that. And I would love if any of the listeners know of any female Christian podcasts, drop it in the comments. I, I genuinely will listen to it. Um, so yeah, drop it into I'll the podcast that as well. yeah. um, so that I can, I can listen to it. I, I would love to, love to pay more attention to those things. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be a nice place to round up. Hookups. All right, uh, I'll go first. Um, my hookup is a YouTube channel. It's called How Ridiculous. Um, and they just do random funny stuff. They Most of it is like uh, dropping stuff from a 45-meter tower <laughs> <laughs> onto other stuff at the bottom. Uh, it's just it, they're just a bunch of Australian uh, three Australian guys. It's just fun. It's just fun. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them. They just have so much fun with it, and it's like dropping a bowling ball onto a pool table uh, from forty five <laughs> meters, and you know they'll catch it in slow mo and stuff. So it's just a fun little uh, thing they do on YouTube. That budget um, must be ridiculous. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because like they um, apart from like sponsored videos, like they did a sponsored video where they did a shot from a lighthouse onto a boat, a ship that was going past, and that was sponsored by Turkish Airlines. So they do stuff like that. Um, they did a basketball shot, by the way. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just fun. And I have a sneaky suspicion they might be Christian as well, just because of some of the things they say, mm. <laughs> like some of the off, you know, just in passing things that they say. Like, hmm. You sound like you've done a Bible study before. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just, they just really, they seem really cool. Um, so How Ridiculous is my hookup on YouTube. Check them out. Cool. Moses? Come back to me. I'm not ready yet. Wait, one second. Okay. Okay. I, I, I know what I want to do. I so my one is a YouTube page as well. Let me just find it. Let me just find it. Let me just find it. See, there these, it is. These guys coming unprepared. So it's, so it's called... Um, Celtic Warrior Workouts. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So basically, um, for those who are into WWE, there's a guy called Seamus who is the Celtic Warrior. And, and like he's got this YouTube page now. He's a redhead, isn't he? Yeah. 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 And he's, and he's <laughs> very red. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's got this YouTube page where um, in every episode, he will do he will do a workout with a, a different WWE superstar. Okay. Both like the men and the women, mm. and so like he'll do like the, the like kind of workouts like they will do to like get how they how, mm. how they want to be. Mm. And it's like really interesting seeing how all these different wrestlers work out, mm. and then you can see how their workout influences their style of wrestling. Okay. That's really cool. And yeah, and like. And so, like, when he's, like, working out with, like, like the under ladies, because it's more, like, cardio, he finds it very difficult because he's <laughs> he's more about, like, yeah. the, um, the weights and stuff. Mm. So, so, yeah, so it's interesting to see. Does he do it in, like, a fashion that you're supposed to learn from it? Like, you can do it at home? Or oh, no, no. It's so just, no. He just, he's does just it with doing them. it with them. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. What's it called? Celtic Warrior Workouts. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? The name just sounds like... Because he's the Celtic Warrior. Celtic Warrior. Is it Celtic or Celtic? Celtic. I always thought it was Celtic. Oh, I, I don't know. I always thought it was Celtic because it's C-E. Well, 
Well, but the football team pronounces it Celtic, but he pronounces Celtic. Celtic. Yeah. I think. It's but then is he wrong because it's C E, isn't it? Yeah. So C E is supposed to be an S sound, isn't it? Not all the time, I don't think. I thought that's the rule. C H C E is S C H is K. I thought that was always a rule. I don't think so. Like Celtic, isn't it? Rules are made. I always said Celtic. What do you yeah, say? You could be wrong. What do you say, man? I I don't say nothing. No, I'm <laughs> talking about the English language rule, as in like when C is followed by E, it's an S sound. When C is followed by H, it's a K sound. I thought that was always the case. Okay, Peter, English teacher. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely, I'm just asking. At this I point. don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Can one of the listeners correct us, please? Correct, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my hookup was a hard one. Um, a book by James Cone called The Cross and the Lynching Tree. Oh. I thought you weren't going to do this. I weren't going to. I weren't going to do it, but I was just like, give it to them. Yes, it's a hard one. And I, I will put that disclaimer on it. It is a hard read. It's a very hard read. Yeah, 18 plus, please. Yeah, it's a very hard read. Like, some of the descriptions in it. Like, and when you're reading it, it's, it's from a Christian perspective, um, stuff like that. But I would definitely say, like, just pray. Pray against um, bitterness of heart. Yeah, um, pray against bitterness of, of heart and pray that you you like God takes whatever emotions are brought up and uses it for good uh, it's a very hard read and I'm, I'm going through it because of my dissertation for uni but um, yeah it got me in my feels it got me all deep in my feels so yeah just so that's that's that disclaimer um yeah, just read it prayerfully. And don't sit and read it in one go. I won't advise that. The Cross and the Lynching Tree by James H. Cone. Just a side note thing. Uh, and I just feel like I should share it because, not to take away from your hookup, mm. but I literally have not read it because you've shown it to me mm -hmm. like a couple of I haven't read it because I'm like, yeah, it'll just, just get me, <laughs> it'll just get me on my black militant stuff. Fam, so the rage, I'm just not the rage it, so. is real. I, I <laughs> if you're if you're susceptible to that, maybe like, give it give it a skip. The, inst the institution that I go to for Christian studies is predominantly white. I read the first chapter and I couldn't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't talk to anyone. And then yeah. my supervisor was like, read it in chunks. Yeah. Read it in chunks. <laughs> and I literally just, just had to go get my sandwich, sit in the black sit with the black people in the corner, <laughs> just have a conversation with them, and then just go back to the book. Because it, it, it it's a lot, especially the first chapter. It's a lot. So yeah. Um yeah. Mm. Okay. Alright, let's move on. Let's move on. on, 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 on. So today <laughs> they're like same as happened. So clocks went back one hour. Mm -hmm. What did they go forward on it? They went back one hour. No, back one hour, yeah. Yeah. And what a great Before hour back it was. We spring forward. Nice. A great hour. Oh, extra hour in bed. So it's always nice, you know? <laughs> like, and like, even though you don't realize you've had, you've had the extra hour in bed, mm. it's, it's a nice feeling. So I was supposed to be at church for nine to help set up. And I woke up today on my clock, 
I started panicking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, let's, let's go and check my phone. And then 7.45. I said, huh. It's nice. Yeah. All right. So let's have a bit of fun. If you could turn back time. So Do you know what? Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. The clocks went back an hour and I was still late for work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right for those. <laughs> The person God can't help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. It was one of them ones where when you, know, when you feel in your bones, hey, I've got time today. <laughs> and then you just use it by heart. By heart. You just use by heart. <laughs> I'm about to leave the house and I'm like, wait, I haven't checked the train times. I check it. Oh, the train is there right now. Oh, yeah, and Sunday, train comes every half an hour. Mm. I hope my vicar doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. So, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. If you could turn back time to one point in your life, which point would it be and what would you do differently? Oh. Wow. I know. I know what point it would be at. And you can't say, no, if I won't change anything because it brought me to this place in my life now. No. <laughs> we don't do that. that. Cop out. Well, that's the truth, though. No, Peter. No, we're not doing truth. that. I, I know exactly what I'll do. I'll take a wind it back to my wedding day. And the only thing that I'll do different is look back at my wife. Did you when look back at her? her? I didn't look at her. That's what I want to do and everyone calls me crazy. Why would you want to do that? Hmm? Why, why would you want to do that? Because afterwards, she was like, she was just waiting for me to look at her. And I didn't. I think you're not supposed to. She was like, she, she, she literally was like, I've it's gone through all of her. this effort to look good for you. And I just wanted you to turn around yeah, and look at me. see it. So she wanted me to turn back and look at You didn't see it like the beauty of her walking towards you. So that's the only thing that I'll go back and change. Mm. I'm quite proud I didn't. It felt like it was a... Oh, you didn't look back either? I didn't, no. I felt like it was the first kind of temptation, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, okay. Ah, Don't look, don't look. For me, because she expressed it explicitly, like, I was waiting for you to look back at me. Mm. And I didn't. Mm. So for me, it was just like... I would do that for her. Fair enough. Because I knew that if I had turned back, I would have cried. <laughs> but you did cry, didn't you? I didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. I didn't. Don't put things on me that didn't happen. You didn't yeah? cry your wedding? I didn't cry. <laughs> yeah, you did. I didn't you cry, didn't. bro. He cried. I didn't cry. Let's ask Jamila. What ask Jamila? You can ask her shit. I didn't cool. cry. Cool. We'll ask her next week. We'll say, what's your cry, baby? I think I think you teared up. I don't think you cried. I didn't cry. Right, we'll see. We'll I see. think you teared up. Cause I th- no, because I, cause I was there. Um, I think I remember seeing like thinking that you were going to cry because I could see that you were tearing up but I don't think you cried I don't think you cried if I had looked at her it would have been a wrap mm. okay follow up question actually no no Peter you go next uh, oh. I, don't, I can think of <laughs> it's silly things it's not it's not life changing things like my last um, my last competition I, I knew it was going to be a, I knew it was going to be a cry <laughs> I knew I it I didn't like pull the trigger early enough I didn't like my first competition I didn't pull the trigger early enough as well so I'll be like yeah go back and then do that like wait when's when's the next one is it next month no the last one was the last one was uh, August and then yeah the last one was August you fought in August yeah yeah yeah. oh sir where'd you get no aren't you in the British Open yeah that was August swear yeah Cause I swear it was in November. Yeah, it was last month. No, 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 no. No, there's Did nothing in November. 
came third. But that's my fourth. It's a British Open. Joint came third. third. That's fourth. that's good. Three point five. It's joint third. But anyway, no. So it's and that's what happened. My first one as well. I didn't pull the trigger and like go as hard as I could have, just being conservative and like not wanting to gas out or be at risk of gassing out. Swear, it was it was last month. So that's that's. I don't know why I thought it was next month. No. What about you? What about me? Mm. Um, What decision do you regret? (laughs) Not that I regret it. I I make a different one. I'd probably change the course I did at uni. Okay. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Yes. What would you have? What course would you have done? Psychology. Okay. I've heard you say that before. Yeah, yeah I, I, remember, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, You're gonna ask me a follow-up question. I was gonna follow. I, I was, but because of the answers you gave, the follow-up question is not as fun anymore. <laughs> okay. You can just say it to me. No, e- either of you, because your answers were both crap. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself the follow-up question. Okay, I will. So, so the follow-up question was gonna be: So, if you didn't make that change, how do you think your life would 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 look today? <laughs> oh, why is it crap for Mo? Like, I understand why mine is crap. I would have cried, so you guys would have been laughing at me. And then you would have, like, done what? Punch you got. <laughs> 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 but yeah, do you think if you had gone all out and emptied the tank, mm. you would have been sitting higher on the podium? Yeah, definitely. You sure? Yeah. Because you could have done that. Yeah. And the person would be like, oh, you think you're strong, yeah? <laughs> no, because, no, if I, if I give... Or you, or you could have been more tired or fatigued for the matches coming up. No, no, especially not the second time round. Especially not the second time Okay. Yeah. So you think you would have been sitting first? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, not, not, not to say anything. Look I do. No, I do. You <laughs> on this face, yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do, yeah. Which is what makes it... Difficult. Sting, yeah, 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 but... And would that have changed your life afterwards? No, that's why I said it's not. Yeah, it would have. It's nothing like it would have. Well, no, I would still p- put the trophy at the back of the closet. No, there's a potential like because if you win the British Open, it can be like, oh, okay, you need to pay attention to this person, and potentially like representing England or whatever. <laughs> not with my wife, no, your <laughs> wife, but yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting on an international level at all. But yeah, no, no. Come like the next Kenny. But maybe hopefully you, you keep your teeth. And it would be more likely to be think. Mm. No. no. Hey, no. that night would have been a vic- victory lap for Peter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Do you know what no. I realise? I realise that Ghanaians, like, the Ghanaian culture is one that, how do I put it? Like, we Punishes don't you for going, hurting no, yourself. No, we don't believe in going for a run unless you're being chased <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like, like the, the idea of, because sometimes I wonder why, like, I, my wife doesn't she she gets that I like doing karate mm. she doesn't understand that being a part of me and like training and, and the pain and all of mm. that being a part of your identity she doesn't mm. and I, I realise that that's a Ghanaian thing or mm. it's an African thing where we don't it doesn't make sense it's, yeah. that's an eastern thing it's a Japanese thing mm. if that makes sense so I don't think that would have made any difference to be honest at all she was happy when she saw the trophy, but then I went and put it at the back of the cupboard somewhere. Mm. So you got, have you got two trophies now? There's three at my mom's, my, my parents' place, and then there's just this For one. For karate? Yeah. How did you get three? One. I did a oh, sir. 
Um, I did the kata, but the kata I did group and then individual. Came second individual and individual, and I think we won the group. Actually. Hey, yeah. chase! Yeah. So I, 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 need, I, need, I need to start hollering, Darren, mate. Hey, what so about yourself? Just gathering dust. So if I done psychology, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here talking about here today, because it was through engineering that I met Peter. Actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll but do you guys. think you would have still joined like maybe Unite and I stuff? I probably like have, wouldn't have gone to Queen Mary to do psychology. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and like even still, even. The, even if I had, I think it was us being in engineering, which is how we formed our friendship. Mm. Because, like, if you look at guys in, in other courses, you don't really talk to them. Mm. But it was, it was that the fact that we were forced to be in the same room. <laughs> forced. No, I thought it was more Unite, though. I thought it was more through Unite and, like, acting and poetry and stuff I like guess that. you thought wrong. <laughs> it, it was, but mm. then I also think that engineering helped because like we spent a lot of time outside like t- together as our engineering group together mm. fair enough yeah. yeah which would be interesting because if you hadn't met peter i wouldn't have met you mm. so peter's like the common link mm. nah, fair enough and then yeah so then maybe this pod- podcast wouldn't have been created or would mean, it? it would have been created without you definitely <laughs> no it wouldn't have <laughs> Sorry. no way <laughs> I was the catalyst of this oh, podcast. Thank you very I saw, much. I think I saw. I well, it's saw like a, you're disposable. I saw a meme and it was uh, Barack Obama and his wife at a restaurant or so. Hmm. And his wife said something like, Oh, she used to date the thing, the owner of the restaurant. And then Barack Obama was like, Oh, so are you happy now that you, you got, you, you dated me? Then you wouldn't have dated the president. Oh, no, you, you dated me. And she was like, Nah, if she still dated him, he would have become the president of America. <laughs> of America. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, something that's mad. Yeah, um, does anyone know what happened with Leicester? Because there was there have been in the news recently. Leicester uh, at Leicester or with the owner or something. Like I think I heard something of a helicopter crash or something along those lines. No, like I'm just hearing all of this like in passing when Anita's watching match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think something happened at Leicester uh, football. Not that I know. I should probably just look it up. But now nah, carry on. Okay, more intric- more more. Yeah, so. Um, I want to have met you guys. Mm. I'll probably be a therapist by now. You would have been where? A therapist. therapist. Do you think you could have been a therapist? Yeah. I plan to be one one day. You you wouldn't use, you wouldn't use um, people's (laughs) issues to get them into bed. (laughs) No. That is so unethical. Damn, that is so, that's crazy on so many levels. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy for me, even for me. Really? Even yeah. for you? Robert, look in the eyes. Your daddy left you. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, no, like, I think about it and like... I'll still be here in the morning. <laughs> anyway, Gosh. I'll make you breakfast. Right. If I did become like a psychologist, I'd be scared that I would start seeing my family... Uh, the same way uh, I see my I patients. See patients. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, there's a, a there's a film, no, a, a series. I think it's not The Mentalist, but there's another one that he looks, he reads body language to see if you're lying. Uh, lie to me. Yes, lie to me. Mm-hmm. I so love that. Like, if I had done psychology and stuff like that, I would have been along those lines where I'm looking at... Um, micro expressions mm. to determine if a person is lying or not mm. that's I'll what con people use as well i'll be i'll be sitting in front of the congregation pastors preaching he's lying <laughs> <laughs> he does not believe in jesus he is lying 
Right. Is he your personal lord and um, savior? The right. Leicester City owner, uh, so the football club's owner, was on a helicopter crash yesterday. Did he die? Uh, apparently, I think so. Mud. Oh. Yeah, apparently. That's a bit morbid. So I thought, I thought just, sorry, I thought you guys would have known, but yeah. Nah. Sure, friends don't really care about Leicester. Our age. Mm. Yeah, I know. They won, they won one season and then they just went back to being rubbish. Actually, they didn't go back to being rubbish how they were before. Mm. But they're, they're going to like, they're, they're like the top rubbish now as opposed to the top <laughs> rubbish that they were. <laughs> they, were. Yeah. they were before. Mm. Okay, here's it, a question. If you had the ability to time travel, mm. how, do you, how, how do I put this? So, with your ability to, to, to like time, time travel and go to back to wherever you want, how do you think that would, if, if it would at all affect the plans God had for your life? What? <laughs> okay, so let's say God, 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 God had a plan for you to do X. Mm-hmm. And then um, you, d- and you, and you did X, and you're like, actually, I don't want to do this. So you jump back in time and go and do Y now. So like with your ability to like go back in time, would that affect God's plan for you? Or would that still be all part of God's plan? This is where, like, the sovereignty of... I'm just going to... The rest <laughs> of the sovereignty <laughs> of God. Literally, Where out. it was, like... The sovereignty of God is that, like... Not the full knowledge of God, God knowing that I'm going to do this, and, but the sovereignty of God where he is determined to incline my heart to different decisions at different times, to take different routes. So I might have done X, and then I believe that in my relationship with God there might be a conviction as to I should have done something different. And so I'd go back... And do that, but I think even in that, in that conviction, I should have done something different. The sheer fact that I can go back to do it and change it almost shows a lack of faith in God being able to utilize what I have done for His purposes. Mm. So it's very much a case. Of obviously, like if <laughs> if I stole someone's baby, I don't know. And people, <laughs> people, like, how did we get here? I'm just, I'm just putting out like a wild thing. And afterwards, I got convicted and I was like, I shouldn't have done this. I'll go back and give them back the baby. I'll go back and not, not have done that. Which would then change all the trajectory. But I don't think I would have done something as wild. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. Where I am now, with all of my mistakes, I'm forced to believe in God to work through them. But I feel like if I go back to change my mistakes and take a different path, I will trust in God less. Because I can change, I can ensure that I get the right decision. It's like I wouldn't need to go to uni because I can live, find out which what the lottery numbers will be, go back, bang the lottery. I've got the jackpot. But then there's a butterfly effect coming to play. <laughs> it should hopefully it not. Hopefully not. <laughs> bang the lottery, keep it moving. And so I feel like if I could go back in time and change my past. I wouldn't rely on God as much as I do now. You wouldn't try and change your past at all? There are a few things that come to mind that I'm not going to share because it's just a bit peak. <laughs> um, but even even in those situations, as difficult as they are, I, I've seen them and I do still see those situations as some of the greatest challenges God has given me to be able to shape character. Mm. Question. Would being able to time travel negate God? Or if, if you could time travel, if people could time travel, 
would that negate the need for God? No, because God is outside of time. So, but you'll be outside. But then of you're time outside of time as well. If you can time travel, no, you're still within time. You can just change your place in time. But so you can situation. live for an infinite amount of time, because as soon as you're about to die, you can just time travel to when you're a baby again. <laughs> essentially, you can. Like yeah, essentially, you are it, where God's outside of time. You've got limitless time. Essentially. But then limitless time is still within the realm of time, and and just because you you you've, you've got limitless time doesn't mean that if like a piano falls on you <laughs> and you die, <laughs> you can't time travel no more. But it would be mad, yeah, if your lifespan was let's just say eighty years. So even if you were to go back two years, you're still continuing from the same trajectory. So like I travelled back when I was sixteen to when I was fourteen. I've still consumed sixteen years of my life. Mm. And so it's shortened my time span now from 80 to 78 oh, right, right, right. along that timeline. Mm. That is crazy. But I've actually <laughs> lived 80 years. Mm. That's peak. <laughs> That's peak. And I think even the thing of like like living forever and just going back, going back mm. and back, I think after all, you, you just get bored of that. Yeah. Because like there'll be only so many times, so, so many different things you could or, or like so many different ways you could live like or, or or technically there's like an infinite amount of ways you could live life but in in like reality yeah there's there's only going to be a finite things you can do i mean with all sort of like fictional stories that include a character who has immortality they either do that become apathetic to it just because they get bored or they go on some crazy streak and try to like um do like um I'm trying to remember the character, but they're all trying to amass all the riches in the world and like become like a super super mogul so they can do whatever they want and they will probably do whatever they want mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I would definitely try and win, win the lottery like three or four times. Because <laughs> if you win like a billion, like if you win like 300, 200 million, and then you bang it again, another 200, what are you gonna do with it? Oh, there's always ways to waste money. Yes. There's always ways to waste money. I'll buy a country. <laughs> that wouldn't be too far off. China's buying Africa. I'm trying to buy countries in Africa. Buy, buy an entire continent. Like yeah. How about Egypt? Do you think like mutant powers would negate God then? No. Why? Because mutant powers are... Just, I don't... It depends on the... On the because I was, I was about to say there's no mutant power that could be on level of God but then you see people like the Phoenix who could <laughs> just <laughs> um. but then even that well I mean to counter my own question the Phoenix power we look at in terms of being like an Omega type based on this destructive ability yeah. can't create mm. which is in love itself a unique thing God's a bit I'll well still say no. they've got Franklin uh Frank Franklin Richards, Richards, yeah, he can create universes yeah. and stuff. I'll so. still say no because at the end of the day, if God didn't want that person to to to, to, yeah, to exist, doing, they wouldn't. Mm. He would just click his finger, mm. Shazam. <laughs> More like Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm. so what are you, Peter? Would you go time traveling if you could? I would, but it would uh, for me. Would would it have to be within my timeline, within my lifespan? Yes, I w- yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, well. Mm. Maybe, nah. If, if you could See, I'm scared of the butterfly effect. That's the first thing that came to mind is, if I go back and try and change something, <laughs> what will replace it will be worse. <laughs> like, or it could be better. 
but I don't take risks. I don't gamble like that. I just don't. Nah, it's, I, it's I just good don't. To gamble sometimes. Yeah. If you could go back to go and see Jesus, would you go? Well, not even Jesus. I'd go back to like prehistoric times. I'd go back to dances. I'd go back to figure out how six days equates to things because I believe time is slowing down, which is a big thing to say. But I think it's a physical property. Thus, it is also slowing down. And thus, I'd like to see how six days translates to however many thousands of years because I believe that those two line up if you consider the fact that time man took it to dinosaurs <laughs> fam, I, would. I, I, I I'll I'll go back to the samurai era, era. just <laughs> fam just learn how to chef man up and then I'll come back just sitting all calm and then like yeah but do you know how badly those guys were like susceptible to diseases and stuff like the common cold would wipe out <laughs> and you get arrested for carrying around samurai swords I'd go to the period just before the arrested for the um, samurai swords still won't dodge I the will, black plague I will learn and then if I catch a thing just come back NHS take antibiotics. you know that come back NHS and then like take myself back to like just moments after I caught the thing healed and then continue my training what do you think would happen if you went back to stop Eve from eating the apple from the tree Peakness. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, well, our entire our entire universe will be different. Mm. It will be very different because our our entire existence as we know it now. Uh, hey, picture that the Bible and a man appeared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our entire existence now is based on post garden. So it will be. Do you think someone eating from that tree was an inevitability? Taken all the way back to what we were talking about before, um, is that what, 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 was that something that was just destined to happen, or if someone goes back to stop it and say, I'll say yes, I will say yes. It was an it was an inevitability based on the scripture that said Christ was slain before the foundation. So yeah, 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 yeah. I can't I can't debate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because then that would have been a pointless. God (laughs) created the earth knowing that he's going to have to say Yeah. And that is something, if I can do a (coughs) shameless plug, that's something I'll be um, not covering, but mentioning in the 66 videos um, and then going to 66 podcasts. But yeah, the fact that God knew it Mm. and considered that cost before Mm -hmm. creating the earth and created the earth anyway. So, yeah. What do you think would happen if, like, an imperfect being was in the Garden of Garden of Eden? How do you mean imperfect? So, like, because the snake was compromised. No, so like, the natural human was yeah. imperfect. So, like, so that, so that's like, if we went back to being in the, in the garden, us being like sinful humans, mm. would I think that's why God kicked them out? Because um, once they'd eaten the tree from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, there was also the tree of life. And I think there's a verse that says, um, lest, lest kick the, we have to kick yeah. them out, lest they eat of the tree of life and mm-hmm. remain as they are. Yeah. So if, if an imperfect person was there, oh, the, 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 the difficulty would be they would remain imperfect. Yeah. I, I would actually, um, <coughs> um, I would say that we wouldn't be able to be there simply because as corrupted as we are now, we cannot behold God. Mm. And so, the yes, they ate the fruit, and so sin uh, was born, but it was almost like 
through their lineage, the effect of sin was magnified all the more. Mm. And men like were all the more degraded and stuff. Um, mm. Outside of um, Cain, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe anyone else apart from Noah communicated with God in that way. So Adam and Eve, they walked did, with God. they did, because like Noah's great grandfather Methuselah mm-hmm. like there there was a lineage of people that still respected so yeah. what, what I mean is the way in which Adam and Eve walked with God mm. physically where God would come oh, yeah, to no, the no, garden oh, right, and right, right. share that yeah. no one else no, no, enjoyed no. it now no. I know that what about God Enoch was it, was it Enoch he walked with God walk, meta- metaphorically yeah. in the sense of like we are walking with God, but then he was like on a different level to the extent where God was just like you know what, let's 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 stop wasting time. <laughs> and there's, I know that Cain spoke to God and was like, um, God, Cain spoke to God and God placed a mark on him that anyone who kills him would mm. then suffer wrath. But I don't know if that was a physical, come and sit down, let's talk, mm. or whether it's. Um, as using an analogy that the Bible normally uses, but the Bible was clear in that Adam and Eve walked with God and God came down and yeah. spent time with him. Yeah. So I believe that if we went there as sinful men, Bible Oof. says that no man can behold God yeah. and, and, and still live. We just explode. So literally just the glory and everything we just, yeah. Consumed. Literally. So I don't think we'll be able to be there. Um, I could be there. Based on... <laughs> <laughs> I can just see thunder. And that'll be the end of the podcast. Um, yeah, so that for that reason, I'll say no. Because yeah. um, even Moses didn't see God. He saw God's back. Um, spent God time in God's presence and the glory alone. The people were like, no, nah, we can't do this. Um, Transfiguration wasn't um, like God's presence, like tangible. Um and even the guys that were there were shaking in fear and they were seeing Elijah and Moses and they saw Jesus transfigured. Mm. Um, yeah, Ark of the Covenant, someone touched it. God killed him right there and then and it's just the Ark of the Covenant. So yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be able to to do that. Yeah. Cool, let's round up there. Cool. Mm. I don't want anyone to get exploded. <coughs> Thank you you guys you're the only one that would be. Um, Who? You. you. I would do the exploding. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, let's That's go. some respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Thank you guys for listening. Drop a comment. If you could go back in time, where would you go to? Would you go back? How much money would you win from the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Reed for the intro and outro music. Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Remains logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmiths fans with no apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites and apps, including iTunes, the blacksmiths fans with an apostrophe. Twitter at the Furnace UK, email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. I need to actually need to get that back on my phone actually. Um, everything? Very much. Very much. Uh-huh. Then I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah! <laughs>